Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What? Yes. I was celebrating last night. Oh, but sometimes when you don't get sleep, you come in and you're even crazier. But not today. No. Yesterday you were a, you were on a 10 yesterday. It's Wednesdays, babe. I don't. Wacky it's Wednesday. so weird. Wacky Wednesday. Do you like, is your brain controlled by the tides or something? Because, I believe it is. Hey, it is just insane. Yeah. I, and I know immediately when you uh-huh. come in what type of day it's going to be. So I, I prefer this, Brian. The more down-to-earth. I don't. Man-to-man. Why? Uh, because you're just you're a, you're a bit on the out-of-control side on those Wednesdays. I love that out-of-control. Oh, it's Wacky terrible. Wednesdays. Oh, it's awful. It really is. You know, the screaming and the berating. The, I like coke! Wow. <laughs> Wacky out-of-control Wednesdays. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. Coke. Yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's is, what I'm talking about, kids. What's the better man staff going to think about you yelling, I love Coke? I'm going out. I'm going on this journey along with all these other men. Oh, so okay. I'm trying to get better just like them. Woo! We're going to show you how to become a better man. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah. Better body. Better body. Better sex. Better sex. Better everything. Better mind. Better mind. Mm-hmm. All that. And a bag of chips. Hey, out there. How's your anger toolbox? Yeah. How's your anger toolbox? Huh? <laughs> What's in you? What? You've got every possible tool in your anger toolbox. No way. Oh, yes, I'm you... emptying out my anger toolbox. <laughs> You've got way too I, much. I took the drill out of there. <laughs> Took the pliers out. The, the bat. Took the bat out. <laughs> the, the cable spool. Oh, you've got every that. drill bit humanly possible no way. in your anger toolbox. No, <laughs> nothing but love and affection in my anger toolbox. De-escalate a situation and not allow your anger to get the best of you. That's right. I de-escalate. That's what I do. I cut them off at the pass. You know, that's all right. I'm not going to be angry with you. <laughs> That's okay. And I hope you have a fine day. And I Make I, I sure you work. check that anger out there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> check it. Hey. Check it. Hey. <laughs> that sounded angry, did it? I know. It you did. Check your anger. <laughs> check your anger. Make sure you check that anger out there, okay? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have no control over that. Uh, you can go. I have no idea where it comes from. For, Spits. For more. Are you blaming the boss on no, this? No. I was telling you. Oh. I'm just telling him I I can't control it. He wants me to control it sometimes. For more information, go to bettermanshow.com. There you go. Seems like somebody's been on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, hey, he's, you, he's but you don't to... you don't want promotion for the show? No, I do. Okay. I, just, I wasn't saying that in a negative way. Okay. Why are you so angry? <laughs> God, my wow. toolbox what's is in, filled. <laughs> yeah, well, the way it? you like sounds like somebody was up mm-hmm. on that yeah. website. Mm-hmm. I did not. Let's build a better man. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Come on, girl. Help me. 
build a better man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? You better have a better reason than why not. If you couldn't well, go I'm sure there was more to that. He's cutting it off. <laughs> why not? He's cutting, why not? cutting it off, man. Come why on. not? <laughs> Play the rest of it. You know, just... <laughs> That's out of contact. We don't, have, we don't have time to play the rest of it. Oh, okay. Hey! Hey! Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of a better man. Who? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, he needs help. Yeah. Well, yeah. he he was really a mess early on in his career. There was no doubt about it. Guy mm. was just a total mess. But he straightened himself out. Yeah. And got married, had some babies. That's right. And he's he's now a better man. Yeah. Uh, however, what he's gone through the last couple of weeks has just made him look like a real salty. The word I want to use, I can't use. Oh, but uh, just really? Sort of a jerk. A little bit of a jerk. Played poorly, acted like a Off jerk. Off mic, I want to know what word you wanted to use. Whoa! Yeah. You need to become a better man. No, I'm yeah. fine. I didn't say you it sure? on the air. Yeah, uh, no. Better <laughs> mind. But you said it. Better vocabulary. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect word for this situation. Well, he's been different dude this week. Yeah. I mean, he's one guy Irritable. after the game. He's another guy, you know, later in the week. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with all these different personalities. It's like me with you. Oh, (laughs) damn. I knew you. I just teed that one up. Wow. But uh, he's been very irritable. There's been no doubt about it. So this is another example. As yesterday, he meets with the media. It starts with a reporter's question. He's just not really having any of it. Ready to just talk about football? I mean, yeah, would you guys ask me about football? It's on you guys, isn't it? Well, it was something. Well, we didn't make AB throw cooler, and we didn't sit questions. But you asked the questions. Well, that's, that part's our job. But, I mean, is, is there any worry? How do you block that stuff out? Because I mean, we look there. Stop having interviews like this. You'd miss us, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> this is the fun part of my week. Was the, the comment made out of more out of frustration than the one where you said you don't have it anymore? Maybe I don't have it anymore. Was that? Yeah, just it's after post game. You let you know that to me. That's the hardest thing about having a bad game is letting the fans down, letting my teammates down. Um, you know that that's what bothers me the most. It's hard to do that. It's frustrating. Um, you know, and, and like I said, that bothers me way more than my own uh, pride and things. It's just letting other other people down, especially my teammates. So that's what bothers me the most. Did you realize it could open a Pandora's box in the way that it did, in the sense that? So many people questioned you after that. That's fine. They can question me. I don't question myself. The ones that are close to me don't question me. That's what matters. It doesn't, no offense to any of you guys, but it doesn't really matter to me what you guys, how you guys question me or not, or the quote-unquote professional talking heads on the other sports networks that are out there that are supposed experts and things like that. <laughs> Just stop, dude. You've been in the league for how long now? Right. Will you stop this stuff? Right. I mean, for crying out loud. You won two damn Super Bowls. Yep. You're the man. No, but you had a terrible game, and you said after the game, maybe I don't have it anymore. Thank you. If you would have de-escalated the situation Thank with you. your anger toolbox. Yeah. Check that anger out there, okay? Then you said, man, listen, I, I, I played poorly. It's not going to happen again. It's one of my worst games. Hats off to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then it wouldn't have been a thing. But because you acted like a jerk in that post game, and you said with your own words twice, we got to remember because he set this up in the off season when he said, "I've really got to consider if I want to play still." 
and I might retire and all that bull crap. And then he comes back after a couple of weeks, plays one of the worst games of his life, and says, maybe I don't have it anymore. He created the whole situation. So don't point fingers at the media and the so-called experts and pundits on the sports networks. It's all you. You built this house, Ben. Live in the friggin' thing. Wow. Gio needs to see an episode of the Better Man Show. Wow, man. I mean, what a wuss, though. I, Seriously. I, I, I am in 100% agreement with you. Uh, ben Roethlisberger put that out there. And, and to say, well, you, after a game, things come out and sometimes they're said in the wrong manner. Well, how many games have you had that didn't go in, in, in the area you wanted them to go and, and you didn't perform as best as you could and then you had to address the media? Numerous. Uh, and, and and so for you to now, to use that as a crutch as to why you spewed what you spewed on Sunday is ridiculous. You just had a bad damn game, and now I don't have it anymore. It comes off as whiny. Uh, just say I had a bad game, and I'm going to go out and play harder, try harder, and we'll get past this. That's all you had to say. And now you want to chide the press for bringing it up again. You brought it up. You said it. We're just going by your words. They didn't manufacture that. And, yes, sometimes we manufacture stuff, not us, but others in this profession manufacture story. But they didn't manufacture that. And then you change your tune in the middle of the week, and then you get upset with them for reporting what you said earlier in the week. You can't have it both ways, dude. Just own up to it. Quit acting like a wuss. Yep. And these guys in Pittsburgh, they expect the media to be on their side. It's a weird thing because there's some people there. Don't do it. There's some people there that have mm-hmm. created this atmosphere where, hey, you take care of us, we'll take care of you. Mm-mm. And then when you get people that are critical, then they get super sensitive. I'll never forget a friend of mine who I just was at his wedding in New Orleans. You've met, you've been on a show, yeah. Andrew Filipponi. When he first got to Pittsburgh, he was getting on Heinz Ward. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but he got on Heinz Ward, and I didn't think it was an illegitimate criticism. But Heinz Ward sought him out. And told him, you haven't been in this town long enough to criticize me. And it was like, what? what? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, if if I if you were here for 10 years, then maybe I'd let you say bad stuff about me. But you can't. And I'll never forget another time, too, where someone came up to another member of our radio station and said, you're supposed to be the hometown media. Why are you saying this stuff about us? Well, And it happens in smaller markets like that because... Right. There's some goobers in the media that are always defending the team because they want the special access because the Steelers are the biggest thing that's going on there. And then it creates this atmosphere where everybody's supposed to follow that law, and it's nonsense. Well, you know, the first scenario you, you, you just uh, outlined, Heinz Ward, you know what type of cat he is. I don't know what was said. Uh, and, and if you know someone's new on the block and you feel like it's unwarranted, uh, their critique of you and your profession, okay, fine, I, I, I get that. But to to say that I have to toe the company line, no, and it's never going to happen. The, the, the relationships between player and media has changed so much, has evolved, and, and you can listen to some of these old heads talk about yesteryear and, and how they would actually go out and party with the athletes, and there was a, a relationship there where the reporter – would keep everything off the record. He would report certain things and other things he wouldn't. I mean, you, you listen to the – and it's sometimes fun to hear these guys tell these stories uh, from back in the day when they would go out and see all sorts of things, and yet they they kept that to themselves, and that was between player and, 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 
and, and, and journalists. And, and nowadays it's changed, and I can understand why sometimes athletes are uh, hesitant uh, to share anything with the press. And they you, they give that, that just uh, what was it, canned answer. I understand that. And, and then we get upset about that, some of us, and then when they come out and they speak their mind, we're upset uh, that they – told us the truth. So uh, that's the, the the way it works these days. But you can't expect guys to go out and toe the company line. And, and, and especially in, in Ben's case, you can't expect someone to go out and not ask you about comments you have made yourself. Yes. You made the comments. You said this, so we want to dig a little deeper and drill a little deeper and find out where you were coming from. And now to try to assail the press as if they made those comments up, you... You said it. You voiced it. You He's gave it control. life. He's in control of this. Yes. And as much as it is, it must be tough to see everybody talking about you in a negative light after something. I mean, you got to understand that he's the one who lit the fire. Right. Don't he, give him the fuel. Yeah, he was. He, he's in control of it. You you don't have to say these things to to open up the 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 door for the reporters to write these stories. I sucked. I was horrible today. That was uh, you know that was that was pretty poor on my part. And you move on. You know, the next question, the follow-up's probably going to be, well, why do you think you played to a pro? I don't know. I'm going to get in the film room, and I'm going to check it out and see what I did wrong and, and try to uh, make sure it doesn't occur again. It's simple. Yeah, it's tough after a game and after you have a performance like that and you got all these cameras in your face. But you're not new to this. Right, and this is what it is. You've got to now forget about the way you want it to be. This is what it yeah. is. I mean, and, and I can only equate it to – like the way I feel about Twitter sometimes, where I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like m- maybe 70% of the stuff you're going to get on there is normal, but there's like 30% of it that's just horrible, nasty, cesspool people that you don't want to deal with, right? So that like I have to change my approach to it as opposed to me trying to change everybody else and complaining about it. Like, And that's what the way that I think athletes have to look at at the media that covers them. Yeah. All right, you don't like the way that they cover you, but right. that's the way it's going to be. So you have to do what you can do about it to not let it affect you because there's no way you're going to be able to go and change everybody's mind. True. That's it. And and you you got to pick your, your, your battles, and, and we've seen guys pick this battle with uh, the press numerous times, and, and, and the late Darrell Royal said it best, and he may have gotten this from somebody else, but, you know, they, they buy – Ink by the barrel, paper by the ton, you're not going to win it. It's not going to happen. Can't win. Not going to happen. Coming up next, we're going to have an Andrew Bogus update. That's going to happen. We're going to have Ken Niamatololo. Say it again. Ken Niamatololo. That's right. just rolls off the tongue. And also. Also what? Start calling him Ben McAdoodoo. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Friends like these. How do you manage it in your post-blank <laughs> career? You stay away from CBS Sports Radio. That's how you manage it. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hope you choose the brakes that are an exact fit for your vehicle. Brand you trust like Brake Best and Wagner Thermo Quiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the brake parts you need at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Bogus is back. He's got an update in less than 10 minutes. Ken Niamatololo joins us. Navy head football coach. Nia. Yeah, big one for them. Memphis. Niamatololo, as Rich Ackerman <laughs> said once famously. And we play that drop plenty of times. Nia. 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 
<laughs> Nia Matualololo. That's like eight people he just named. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nia. Bogus. At least he got ten right. Bogus, yeah. what's in your anger toolbox? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what's in your anger toolbox? Uh, <laughs> I, I can't say anything without being mean to you. So well, gonna, how would it be mean to me? Because all I want to do is make fun of the idea of an anger toolbox that came from your show. Hey, out there, how's your anger toolbox? It's full. Weed and video games. And, <laughs> are you drinking a 40 what, from over here? <laughs> it does look like that. Yeah. Is it actually not this white, or is that the, is that the reflection of the... No, that's the uh, crystal light I put in there. I'm ah, tired of just drinking crazy water. water. Better mine. Not malt liquor. No, no. <laughs> Why are you profiling me, man? I'm profiling the bottle, not you. It does does look a little bit like Old English. (laughs) Cricket eyes, St. Ives. Better body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taking me back. I'm reminiscing over here. Yeah, well, speaking of that, take a sip, because as you know, sometimes... I got from a horse a couple years ago. It felt great. And sometimes... He's our horse. Mm. And... Mm. You know, sometimes it doesn't work. That was lame. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Better sex. I'm going to shoot that hole. <laughs> Cleveland manager Terry Francona had his horse, Corey Kluber. That horse was rode hard and put up wet. <laughs> their ALDS finale with the Yankees last night. But for the second time in the series, New York handled the possible Cy Young Award winner. D.D. Gregorius took him deep twice in the I first I don't think we're going to put this horse out the stairs. Staking the Yankees to a 3 nothing lead. On the flip side, C.C. Sabathia. The Acade Nine. Over now that's a horse you can believe in. He is horse size. I just wanted to get off to a good start, you know, and, and uh, you know, Didi hit the home run and, you know, gave me a lot of confidence, and I was able to go out and just keep pitching. Sabathia speaking post game on the Yankees radio network. David Robertson got eight outs in relief for the veteran lefty. Then Araldis Chapman got the final six for a 5 2 win, which sends New York to Houston for game one of the ALCS tomorrow night. The Nats 5 0 win at Wrigley yesterday. Send them and the Cubs back to D.C. for Game 5, 8 Eastern tonight. The Dodgers wait in the NLCS. Kyle Hendricks starts for the Cubs. Gio Gonzalez or Tanner Roark or maybe Max Scherzer goes for Washington. After their ALDS loss, the second straight October, they failed to advance. The Red Sox fired manager John Farrell yesterday. It's the Eagles and Panthers in Carolina on Thursday night football. Both teams 4-1. Both lead their respective divisions. Coverage at 8 Eastern on CBS. Titans QB Marcus Mariota says he absolutely feels good about playing one night against the Colts. Mariota missed Sunday's loss in Miami with a strained hamstring. NFLPA leadership will attend owners' meetings next week in New York to continue the discussion about national anthem protocol. The league said in a statement yesterday, no changes have been made to its rules as has been reported. Joel Embiid made his preseason debut last night, 15 minutes, 22 points, and 7 rebounds as his Sixers blew out the net. Louisville basketball has fired assistant coach Jordan Fair, who was placed on administrative leave in the wake of the federal probe into corruption and bribery. The Cardinals have also hired Trent Johnson and his head coaching experience to assist interim coach David Pageant. And on ice, into the King zone, slows down and drops. Gaudreau to Brody, Brody to Monahan. He scores. Sean Monahan for a four-three win in LA. Derek Wills on Flames Radio. Forty-five-year-old Yarmir Yager played thirteen minutes in his Calgary debut last night. Flames Radio. <laughs> I tell you. Some, I'd love to see the guys running like the engineer for Flames Radio. 
I don't know, man. It's hockey in in uh, in no, Canada. I, I, probably 175 affiliates in four different languages. Yeah, may, maybe I just I'm just picturing some guys with living in you know Banff, you know, showing up in overalls, <laughs> yeah. you know, with a beard, like you know, like some moose jerky stuck in his ears. Like, Come on, Already covered in snow. Yeah. Oh, wow. his name's Olaf. You're right. Like, okay, here we go again, guys. Good <laughs> yeah. luck on the broadcast. Way to huh? shoot it. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> fire it up, guys. ISDN connected, locked and ready to go. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> just what I'm picturing. Brody, Brody, to Monahan. All right. Uh, so Ken Niamatololo joins us in just a couple minutes. We'll talk mm-hmm. some. Navy football with him. <laughs> Just an unbelievable game between them and Air Force. And oh, they've got man, uh, Memphis wild. next, uh, which will be a interesting ball game. Uh, the New York Giants are a total mess. I mean, they are as off the track as you could possibly be in this early NFL season. And whether or not it's true, it looks like right now that Ben McAdoo, the Giants head coach, has no freaking clue what the hell he's doing. He's got a guy in Dominic Rogers Cromarty who has quit three times in a week. So <laughs> apparently Friday he quit. Yep. And then Sunday at halftime he quit. And then yesterday he quit again. Yeah. <laughs> there's been there's been like I quit. I mean it this time. You got Josina Anderson of ESPN with a story. You got Mike Francesa next door with an exclusive story. What happened at halftime? Rogers Cromarty is Texting people saying McAdoo's message is BS. It's just that McAdoo's got answers to questions about it. It's it's a it's a disaster for them. And then uh, you have, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall out for the year. Before Beckham got hurt, he's acting like a dog in the urination thing. And then you got him crying on the sidelines with Brad Wing giving him a shiatsu massage. I mean, it's just <laughs> like the whole the offensive line is a is a complete tire fire. Shiatsu massage. I mean, did you see that with a towel <laughs> over his face? I mean, it is. Deeper, I mean, what am Deeper. I? What am I leaving out? There's got to be something uh, else. There's something else I'm leaving out. But mm, no, I, that's about it. I, it is yeah. so unbelievably bad. Yeah, for them. So I, Ben McAdoo and the Giants aren't one of those teams that fires coaches quickly. But I don't know, man. This thing keeps going this and direction. This is what happens He's though gone. when you you have a team that's not playing well, a team that hasn't won a ball game. It starts to snowball. It's cumulative, and you have situations like here with. Uh, DMC uh, and and, and what is <laughs> DRC it? DRC yeah. <laughs> run DMC yeah. <laughs> with Daryl Matt excuse me the late Daryl Matt uh, better yeah. mind uh, <laughs> Dominic Rogers Cromartie it starts to snow you have that you have all the injuries and it just man it gets to a point where you have to find a way to stop the bleeding and how do they do that how if the message is lost. And the veterans are not buying into it. You know that the, the young guys in there are going to follow the lead of the veterans, and 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 yet you you've lost the whole team at that point. And so you got to see how they come out and play next time out. If you feel like a team has given up, uh, you know this this deal is over. Uh, this cake is baked, and it may be baked for the the coach as well because he's supposed to be leading this team and all the expectations that were out there for this football team. On the heels of what, how they played last year, the only team during the regular season to knock off the the Cowboys, and then the lay an egg in the in the uh, your, your playoff game versus Green Bay, uh, and, and now zero and five to start a season. 
If you've lost that locker room, it's done. Forget about it. You have to try really hard to get fired by the New York Giants after your rookie season as a head coach, you win 11 games. And he is orchestrating that right now, which is yeah. almost impossible. And he looks so ridiculous because you know, last year, it's like cute because he's sort of like dresses horribly and he's got a bad haircut, but he's just a football coach and they win 11 games. He comes back now thinking he's a badass with his slick back hair, and the team's a mess. It's just so bad for him and this team right now. And I wouldn't be surprised that, and as I mentioned, I look at the Steelers and the Giants sort of in the same light, where they don't want to be the team and the franchise that's just replacing general managers and head coaches every year. But what went wrong? Because you look at everything they did, all the moves and the draft picks they made. It's more on Jerry season. Reese. I mean, they didn't they didn't address the offensive line. Yeah, they didn't. They everybody knew okay. that, that was their biggest weakness, and they did nothing right. about it. They, but the defense still the same guys from a year ago that was that and they played suck. so well. Right, and now all of a sudden they're not playing so well. So what happened? Especially know. on that side of the ball. What happened? I don't know. He's the same cats. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good question. I don't know, but if and that might be a message thing. I mean, if you think about, you got a a guy who was part of that great defense last year quitting three times in less than a week. Then that's got to have something to do with the head coach, right? And even some of the worst teams out there, they'll still play for their coach, even though things aren't going well. and, and, And to his credit. DRC said, hey, I, I, it got heated between me and Coach, and I handled it the wrong way And because he was upset about being told he was going to be inactive this next ball game because of quitting Sunday during the game. And he said he handled it the wrong way. Well, it's a little bit too late for that. Uh, now you're suspended. We'll see how long that lasts. But those guys on that side of the ball, you can't be upset, uh, upset with Ben McAdoo about this defense. Steve, Steve Spagnuolo, what's up? What happened to your charges on that side? So true. They are. They've been getting pushed around Bruh, like crazy. Those are the same dudes. Snacks. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. What's, what's, what's happening? Snacks. What's happening? Big snacks. Yeah, I know. But it's. Uh, I think Jerry Reese is. This might be it for him because of not addressing that offensive line. But at the same time, you're right. You came off a year last year where you made every right decision in signing guys in free agency, and now it's all falling apart. Uh, and other than the the offensive line. I like what they did in the draft. I like the Ingram pick out of Ole Miss at tight end. Uh, so, How does that guy, by the way, and the reason I'm so angry about it is because I played him in daily fantasy, mm-hmm. but how in the hell, when you lose three wide receivers in the same game, that this guy doesn't catch a single pass? Yeah. How is that humanly possible? As athletic as he is, you should target him. Targeted twice, yeah. doesn't catch a damn pass. They lose three wide receivers. Come on. Unbelievable. Anyway. Uh, Jerry Jones sometimes needs to just stop talking because, like, when you start waffling and you start over-explaining, it just never turns out well. And that's exactly what's going on with him. So first he says that if a player does not stand for the national anthem, he will not play in that game. And then we said at that point, okay, what if it's Dak Prescott? What if it's Ezekiel Elliott? What if it's anybody on that offensive line that's so important to you guys? Like, what if it's one of those guys? What are you going to do? You're going to pull him right off the field and not play him? So then he comes out and he explains himself, and he said that, quote, his he told players during the uh, team meeting on Tuesday that his stance was, quote, rooted in a desire to play the bad guy and deflect attention away from the mm. players, <laughs> which is quite possibly 
the most asinine thing he said in a long time. Because how is that deflecting attention away from the players when basically he is now putting them in the worst spot possible by saying, I will rip you off the field and you won't play if you kneel during the national anthem. All that does is put the players back in the spotlight. Yes, we're talking about Jerry Jones, sure, and what he said, but we're talking about what Jerry Jones is going to do with the players. So now Cameron has... Broadcasting the game, they're going to pan the field looking for someone. They're going to look for which one of you are going to defy your owner. And no one was kneeling for the Cowboys anyway. So what do you mean deflect from them? You have the opposite effect because no one had done any, right. not a damn thing on the Dallas Cowboys. No one's focused on the Cowboys. You had a couple of raised fists in the air. That was it. No one was doing a damn thing. There was focus on the Cowboys on the Monday night in the Monday night game uh, versus the the Arizona Cardinals. Other than that, no one had discussed the Cowboys uh, as far as this issue is concerned. And now you've drawn all that attention back on your football team. So in your effort to deflect, you've drawn eyeballs to them, and you put your team in a precarious situation. Pretty stupid, it really is. And he needs to just stop. Stop talking about this now, Jerry. Seriously, move on. Because you're not doing anybody any favors. No. You're just making it worse. All right. Ken Niamatololo was just a few minutes late. So what we're going to do is we're going to break now. We'll have him in five minutes. Cool. Navy head football coach coming up next. Nia. Niamatololo. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Ken Niamatololo, Navy head football coach. Coach, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning. How you guys doing? We're Great. doing really well, and that win over Air Force was one for the ages. Just an unbelievable game. What was it like to be you during the second <laughs> half of that football game? <laughs> Unfortunately, as a profession, there's a, you know, a lot of roller coasters of emotions and ups and downs, and you know we were playing well offensively, but we had a hard time stopping them. You know, credit Air Force. Uh, but, you know, when we had the lead and lost it at the end, you know, that was pretty traumatic. But, you know, I've just got to give our kids credit. You know, they found a way to win at the end, which was great. And um, it's, it was a great win for our, our football program. And you were emotional in the post-game news conference. Uh, what made you get to that point where you were sort of overcome with, with emotion after that game? Uh, I guess that's just kind of me. I mean, my kids know me. I mean, either I'm yelling at them or crying. You know what I mean? I'm just an emotional person. Uh, but just, I guess just more gratitude. You know, I just, you know, a lot of times I'm overwhelmed just by coaching these guys. You know, I feel very blessed to coach such great young men. You know, I just, for me, there's just the, I think about the totality of things. I, I see these young men. I remember being in their homes, recruiting them, their families, and then see them, all that they go through, and to see them experience some, you know, success on the field. Those are the kind of thoughts that go through my brain. I just see everything when I'm after the game, and I just, I just see everything. I see them coming on their official visits, you know, and I see them making a decision to come. And when they have, you know, success, it's just, to me, there's nothing greater, you know, as a coach. 
Coach, what's going through your mind when you're high-stepping? We saw you at UConn a year ago. You were kind of running in place, but you really got into it. You look like a drum major there on the sideline at the end of that ball game versus <laughs> Air Force. I hope you're working out and you don't pull any muscles this season. My kids, you know, my kids are all older. They just kind of laugh. They send me all these funny emojis like, they're like, Dad, will you stop doing those kinds of things after the game? But I, I, I didn't even realize it. You know, I, I was kind of high-stepping, and then I – I think I pulled my quad, you know what I mean? I was on the other side of the field, and they're yelling at me, Coach, do you want to go for one or two? And, I, you know, it took me a while to get back on the other side of the field. But, uh, I, like I said, I look at some of those stuff, and I'm like, geez, I look like a moron. <laughs> no, it was cool. You, 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 you did it well, Coach. You, you, you could join the band. That was pretty good. Now, well, let me... That part, I don't even know what's happening. You know I, mean? I just right. control my, I just start running, like, why did I do that? Well, that's part of the excitement of college football. Now, you broke out some new concepts. I read where you and some of your staff, you went down to Albuquerque and checked out the New Mexico version of the option, and you broke out some of those new concepts this past week. How big of a tweak was it to your offense, or was it something where you just implemented a couple plays here and there? No, it was a huge um, undertaking for us. You know, we've been an under-center option team for years. We learned it from Paul Johnson, and we've been doing that for years. Uh, but, you know, we just decided, you know, you know, maybe we should look into some gun stuff, and this was maybe, I don't know, seven years ago. And so we always dabbled it in the spring and did a lot of different things in the off season, but we never used it much in the game. You know, quite frankly, we didn't need it. But last year against Air Force, they basically shut us out. And so we decided, you know what, we're going to use all these things that we've learned from different people, like you said, New Mexico being one of them, Nevada, you know, Georgia Southern. I mean, there's so many people that we watched and try to learn from. But we were exclusively all gun that game, which was hard to do, you know what I mean, because uh, we kind of get away from our bread and butter, you know, but we felt very, very good about it, and we're definitely going to do more of it in the, in the future. I'm going to give you a couple numbers. You're 30-8 and eight in your last 38 games, 17-2 and two in regular season conference games since joining the American Conference. Four and O's in the second time in three years. You've won sixteen in a row at home and forty-one wins since the start of the twenty thirteen season, which is tied for second among group of five programs. I mean, that success when you took over, I believe it's been ten years now. Is, did you always envision that that you would be this type of of program? No, I, you know, you hope to do that, but it's, it's such a hard profession. There's so many great coaches. There's so many good programs. You look at on the internet, you see everybody's weight rooms and their locker rooms, and you know everybody's got a five-star chef that's cooking for their players, and you know it's hard. But um, you just feel very fortunate. We feel like you know we have great kids. You know our staff's been together for a long time, and you know you, you don't ever kind of look at those kinds of things because once you start looking at it, you set yourself up for failure. You just got to keep pressing forward. Excuse me there, Coach. I was trying to find my cough button. Uh, you just mentioned that you, you wanted to tweak the concepts because of what Air Force was able to do to you a year ago, really shutting down your running game. But now that you're in a conference, is there some cons- – man, I'm choking you up need over to here. Take a second here as we talk to Ken Niamatololo, Navy head football coach on Gio and Jones as Brian tries to get his voice in order. Yeah, Coach has me all emotional too. Uh, <laughs> coach, uh, any concern that familiarity would, would cause some problems having joined a conference? Because usually with these option teams, a team may see them once a year or once you know, in, in, in four, 
five years so you can sneak up on them and they don't have time to, to really get coached up on handling the options. So were there, was there a concern there now that you're in a conference that, hey, uh, these teams will get used to seeing this offense. we got to do something a little different. No, and I think, you know, Coach Johnson at Georgia Tech has proven that that's a false premise. You know, they've been successful for a long time there at Georgia Tech and the ACC. And, you know, because it is true that they get more familiar with you, but you also get more familiar with them. You know, a lot of those games last year when we first got in the league, we had no idea how people were going to line up to us. So that you start to find out how what people are doing to you. And I think the thing that helps us, though, is, you know, People might try to equate that with Air Force and Army because we play each other and it's hard to move the ball against each other, except we're running all three of us are running the same offense. You know, it's hard, I think, to have a spread team in offseason try to, you know, simulate option stuff. I mean, it's hard to do. And so I think that's still to our advantage because uh, we're so different from what other people do. And, you know, hopefully that holds true, for, you know, as it continues to hold true. What are some of the things that you tell your your new players in in recruiting and and otherwise about you know what it means to be a part of of navy not only the football team but the all-encompassing things that that go with it what what is what is that sales pitch go like well our, our deal is we're very upfront with these young men you know we don't sugarcoat things this isn't for everybody you know to come here you have to be a selfless person you're serving you're serving our country and if you don't come here, we understand this isn't for everybody. If you don't serve in the military, it doesn't make you a bad person. But it takes a unique person to come here. It's it's more than you. It's more than yourself. It's it's serving others. And so at first, kids are like, you know, because in, in sports, really in life, you know, it's always about what's in it for me. You know, what's in, what, what can I get out of this? But when you look at a different lens and what can you give to others, it's amazing to see how people, when they start looking through that, they buy in. And, you know, they just come. I think the biggest sell for us, though, is our players. When they come and around our players and they realize, wow, I'm just like this guy. You know, I, I didn't know about the military growing up. And that's our sales pitch. You know, this is a great school, a great education. You get to play football at the highest level. You get to serve our country and set yourself up for life. It's not for everybody. If you like it, come on, brother. If you don't. Don't come. <laughs> <laughs> Easy as that. S- simple as that. Speaking of your player, Zach Aby, watching this quarterback, I mean, this guy, your lead rusher, when, when he's running, it's like there's a whole bunch of moving parts. He reminds me of a Pop Warner quarterback with a helmet. It's too big for you. Shoulder pads are too big, and everything is, is, is just swaying as you're getting down the field. But no one can catch him. Uh, what, what are you seeing in his maturation? Well, you know, he started last year in the toughest, his first start, you know, ever was the Army-Navy game, and it was the first time ever in the history of the school that a, a quarterback's first start was in the Army-Navy game. And, you know, he quite, wasn't quite ready yet, but we knew from a physical standpoint he has all the tools, and Coach Jasper's done a phenomenal job in getting him ready. Uh, but he's a tough, hard-nosed kid. He's about 215. He's a wrestler. And so, he, you know, he's he's a tough, hard-nosed runner, and he's been playing phenomenal for us. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We're talking to Navy head football coach Ken Niamatololo on Gio and Jones CBS Sports Radio. 
uh, Memphis this week, and you, you each might score 100 points in this game. Uh, when you know that you're going up against another team that could rack up a ton of yards and a ton of points, uh, how does your approach change in preparation during the week? Well, you know, you just try to be as sound as you can on defense. You know, Riley Ferguson is a phenomenal talent. Coach Mike Norvell is, I mean, as good an offensive mind as there is in the country. So we know it's going to be hard to stop them. Our premise has always been, since joining the league, since we have so many great offenses like Memphis and so many great quarterbacks like Riley Ferguson, is don't give them the ball. You know what I mean? So we're going to try to eat the clock, keep them guys on the sideline, um, you know, and, and do the best we can to have long uh, time-consuming possessions and hopefully try to score and keep those guys off the field. Hey, Coach, I know you need to get back to your film work there, but I wanted to ask about your offensive coordinator, Ivan Jasper's son, in need of a heart transplant. How's he doing? How's Coach Jasper doing? You know, he's doing as best as he can. You know I mean? Obviously, in a situation like that, is a very traumatic deal, and, you know, he's a strong man of faith. You know, and he's been buoyed up by prayer and support of others, um, but he's you know, Jaron's, you know, doing better it's day by day and you know, we're all prayerful that, you know, uh, you know, he'll be able to get a heart. Uh, you know, we just kinda of wait. Obviously when that happens it's kind of a um interesting situation from the standpoint obviously when you're getting a heart somebody just passed away and they've decided to donate that. So there's two sides of the spectrum but you know, we're we're prayerful that, you know, that will happen. How many times has someone mispronounced your name in your life? Would you have to say over <laughs> under five hundred thousand? Yeah, it's uh, it, it happens so much that you become used to it. But you know, the I think I don't really worry about the mispronunciation. It's uh, probably what the players call me under their breath. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we have a bad one for you. The guy who was uh, doing an update when you got the job is this this audio has lived for ten years now because. Uh, it was so funny to us, and he, I remember he was he was trying to go into the studio, and I was I was in the newsroom when this was happening, and he's saying to himself, "Nia Matalolo, Nia Matalolo, Nia Matalolo," and he goes on the air, and this is what he ends up saying: "Find Paul Johnson's replacement. They have promoted assistant Ken Nia to, to <laughs> Nia Nia Matalolo." <laughs> <laughs> See, so much for practice, right? <laughs> I, I don't think that had anything to do with mispronunciation. You just choked. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He absolutely did. Coach, listen, it's great talking to you. Best of luck against Memphis and the rest of the year. We'll be rooting for you. <laughs> Oh, great talking to you guys. Take care. There he goes. Ken Niamatololo. Niamatololo. We got to play that for Ackerman. Ken's reaction there. Coach Ken's reaction. Yes. I actually wanted to ask him, what are the what are the players calling? They can't be like, hey, Coach Niamatololo. Why not? It's just very cumbersome every day. They better learn how to say that. Coach Lowe, maybe? (laughs) Coach Lolo? Coach Nee? Coach Ken? Coach what? Coach Nee? Coach Nee? I don't know about that. Coach Nee. Coach Lolo. What's up, Coach Lolo. Coach Lowe. Lolo. Coach Coach K-N. What's that? (laughs) Or just just coach. Or how about sir? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what it is. Uh, I went to one game when I was doing sidelines for Pitt at Navy, where Navy beat Pitt. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget... I'm standing in the end zone, and Navy scores. And one of the guys comes up to me on the sidelines and says, uh, 
hey, listen, we're going to blow off this cannon, so you might want to ah. move. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Thanks for the warning. So they, they were very polite, because they could have very easily, you know, it's not, nothing actually comes out of it, you know, it's just right. noise. But right. they could have very easily just blown that thing Ooh. off and scared the hell out of me. Uh. They were nice enough to wait, you know, because they do it right after the touchdown. They waited, came up to me, told me to move, and then... Uh, and that happened. It's on the pageantry there. I've been to. A, I've never been to an Air Force home game, but I've been to Army, couple Army yeah. home games, and and one Navy home game. Yeah, I've called a couple Air Force games there in in Colorado Springs. It's it's something, and 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 then to attend Army Navy, you have to do it at least once. Coming up next, Tank Thomas, a very Uh-oh. different type of interview. <laughs> right after coach lolo <laughs> it is geo and jones we'll talk some eagles football and we'll talk some chris forrester with hollis tank thomas cbs sports radio we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 